What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another Quick Dive episode. This is Quick Dive number 11. Hey. And we will be switching things up just a tad bit. In this episode, we will be recapping the whole season of Invincible, the whole first season. Instead of breaking it down by episodes, we will be touching on it entirely, all throughout. We I just binged the show. I really liked it. I know a lot of people waited each week for the episode, which we kind of did for other shows, but I really enjoyed binging it. It just took my whole day up. It was really cool. But um, other than that, um, we're just going to be touching on the cast. We're talking about the plots. We'll probably talk about a little bit what we think next season will bring. But without further ado, I would like to introduce my my co-host, my cast, up to the up uh, up top over here. <laughs> to the up. Yo, what's good, guys? It's your boy, Ace and Sarah Young Flacco out here. Big chillin'. <laughs> I, I yeah. wanted to do the intro like an invincible. Like my name is, and just cut to just sincere. Sincere. That would be a pretty cool that. music video. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, I think one of the artists in the IE 60s, shout out 60s, he came out with a, a song where the cover was him as invincible before the show oh, premiered. It was pretty that. dope. Just perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we were we were just talking about how long this comic book has been around. I didn't ever hear about this comic book i think ever until the show came around Mm -hmm. and then i didn't understand the buzz around it but once i found out like a sincere just told me that it dropped i think the the comics dropped in 2008 so it makes sense that it had so much buzz um so yeah. yeah but all the buzz pretty much got people to watch it for the people that didn't know that this was a comic book yeah, I mean, just so, Narik, introduce yourself. Jeez, you forgot. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right. Um, they they know who it is. It's your boy Narik. That's cool. You already I'm know here. who it is. You already know. Um, <laughs> you know one of the, one of the things that really made the buzz go is that their social media, uh, like their Twitter, is just on point with yeah. all things that have to do with Invincible. Very pop culture. Um, uh, their IQ is up there, so they yeah. can associate Invincible with so many different things as it goes on, which is a great. You need that in a social media manager. So I feel like that really helped. They were cutting clips constantly. Um, they didn't really worry about spoiling the show. They kind of made fun of people who weren't on yeah. top of it. You know, where it was like, why didn't you watch it already? Like, don't get mad at us for taking our own content and right. promoting it because yeah. you should have been watching it. And um, I started watching it about five episodes in. I didn't. I knew when it was coming out, but you know, we were we were Same. all wrapped up in Disney Plus and um, and the other shows that we were watching. Movies. And then dropping. I was like, you know, like let me just let me take some time to to check it out. And uh, I ended up watching it with my girlfriend. And the first episode, I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be smooth. And then that last. <laughs> 10 minutes and i was like oh my goodness episode. my jaw was on the floor that's the first thing that i saw like before i even watched the season um i thought somebody had posted a spoiler but invincible posted that themselves mm-hmm. and it's it, it's weird it's out of context so it's like it's a spoiler but not really you know it's uh it's it's <laughs> inevitable yeah 
I just yeah, like so, the in. No, that's the corny so, joke in the episode. So I feel like that last scene in the first sincere. episode, <laughs> the the last scene in that first episode really pulled people who weren't um, readers of the comic book to watch it. And the cast itself, the cast was Yo! crazy. So I remember and we talked about it. We talked yes. about it on an episode. Yeah, how did. crazy the cast no was going to be. Sent the sent the tweet of the cast when they show the trailer of the whole of the whole first season. And I just saw the cast and I was like, yo, like this, this is wild. And obviously, like to me, like it, it's it's one of those casts where you see names and you don't know the face. And then you see yeah. the face, you're like, exactly. Like yeah. Or mm-hmm. when you hear the 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 voice, you're like, oh, that's um, what's his face Bro, from well, the, that well, one the, movie? Well, the thing of. about it, too, is that the voice cast is such a great job where this is hands down my favorite voice casting ever um, mm-hmm. because people literally you can really tell who it was. And then when you go back to see who it was, you're like, yo, they killed this shit. So, yeah, this I, whole I show. Think the, one, one of the I guess the important tasks of a good voice cast is because the material hasn't been seen in this form before they really set it up proper where they put in all of these um, notable voices for characters that we have no idea what they sound like. So because we were able to establish that straight off the bat, that these are voices that we love and recognize um, it just made the show all that more enjoyable. Uh, and yeah, man, it, that ending of the first episode lets you know what time it was. It was just kind of like anything can happen. Oh, we got no here. one. No one's safe. Um, and I love when a show when a show <laughs> the, lets me know that it's like, hey, thing, no one's safe yeah. here. So don't don't get attached. The whole thing with that Guardians of the Globe, like. I was really hyped because some of them seem really cool, like War Woman, Rush, <laughs> and obviously you, you could tell who they were inspired by too. That was the cool. Yeah, thing. and um, Darkwing, I think was his name. All those were cool. I was like, damn, this is this is pretty cool. Like, I mean, obviously we know the ripoffs of of DC characters, mm-hmm. um, right? So it's like, okay, haha, it's funny, but it's also like it's taking it to a new level. The only other DC movie or comic book or show that i know is as gory and bloody and characters are expendable as watchmen so mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me a little bit of watchmen in the comics but obviously it has so 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 much more going on that it, it's just crazy yeah that's it gave one me, thing that i can compare it to it was like the boys but animated that's for me. like it was just it. like okay we are getting this reality of casualties when it comes to superheroes. And that's one of the things that, you know, Marvel kind of stays away from even DC to some degree, like some of their animated stuff like DC. What what was cool about like Marvel would stay away from it as far as animated uh, shows are concerned. And then DC would make, the heroes and the villains casualties, but they wouldn't necessarily make other people that, but they'll yeah. show you, you know, Green Lantern will break his arm or like somebody will get shot or something like that, where it's like, Oh wow, this is crazy. But then this just showed you that people are literally getting uh, obliterated. Everyone's expendable. Yeah. Everybody's expendable. Nobody's safe. No one's safe. Nobody has time to grieve. And when they do, it's only for the big names. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I don't know, bro. This is kind of changed my life. Invincible changed my life. It's it's honestly like if 
if Dragon Ball Z wasn't made for or targeted for children, um, and you know, it's not, it hasn't always been, even the manga, you can argue that like there are some, there are some instances where it's a little bit more, um, you know, adult, but mm. like the type of damage that we should be seeing is comparable. Yeah, it's right. comparable, you know, where it's like these are whole cities and people that are just getting like got like it's it's crazy yeah. i love how every episode the title card got bloodier um super dope easter egg too yeah and one of the cool things about the show i think is that they really fleshed out a lot of the lore and the backstory it wasn't just about yeah. invincible you know, right. there were there were so many villains and heroes that got a lot of screen time. They their stories were were Mahler fleshed twins. out. Was, yeah, the Mauler twins. Oh yeah. man, yeah, the Mauler twins. Yeah, you have Titan. Yeah, how they cool stood was up that? The most. Titan was cool as well. You know, mm-hmm. there was there like you said, there was a lot of villains that you don't really see screen time. You know, for them, um, you usually see like what what they're up to, plotting in the back. But this one is like you see them. Doing the mission from start to end, and it's and all in real time, and getting it's caught. All in real time and then, what's happening in the main story? Released and then getting mm-hmm. caught again. You know, stuff like that, or even villains being used to help the heroes. Um, yeah, in some instances, yeah. The the, con- the continuity, the continuity. How you know you had homeboy who was a crazy scientist with the Reanimator, and then he gets pulled in by Cecil. Yeah, and that was just dope. And like you know, they they really had like two halves of this show where it was like the first half is you're like okay we need to find out who killed the guardians right but like somehow within it you kind of like you almost kind of like well because you know who did it but you almost like you don't necessarily care about that yeah like halfway through we know yeah, because we know. Yeah, we know yeah. and then like you start getting all this build up with of like the other teams and robot and you know the the reanimator and what was happening with that and even the the love story between amber and mark was was dope still it was like okay like i'm finding myself really care about like caring about yeah. this and then they just like smack you over the head again and they're like hey um don't forget like we're still like this forget. person still needs to be found out we're with the shits exactly yeah. 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 I think that, uh, that brings me to my next point of, you know, like so many different plots, you know, that we get the, uh, what's her name? Adam, um, Adam Eve. Adam Eve, Adam Eve, you know, that she has her own story plot of trying to find what she wants to do or, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, like if, if she, what she's doing is right, if she's actually saving the world or if she's just, you know, saving herself and, and just, yeah. I and guess, then even time. Her- even her backstory with her dad, yeah, like right. not wanting to, ha- like not wanting her to have powers, and I like how they didn't really dive into like how everybody was getting their powers. They just kind of yeah. said, "This is something that yeah, just goes on." Powers. It's yeah, just, like, yeah, like it's like, just something that place, right? Even the plot with Robot, you know, like there's just so many little plots, and the one with Robot is kind of weird because you think at first, oh, like maybe he's 
the one controlling Omni Man. Right. And it gets your mind wandering. Right. Guardians of the Globe. So that way he can be the leader of the next Guardians of the Globe or something. But that gets totally thrown out and it was for a different mm-hmm. reason. So it's like so many different little twists in these plots. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. And I'm pretty sure it's the same in the comics. You know, uh, I do hear that the whole Omni Man um, storyline was fleshed out a lot more in the comics. But obviously, right. the show, they couldn't really do that. I think they wanted to build it up to to that point where it is so that way next two seasons it'll be yeah i think you you have a hard time because when it when it comes to taking a comic book and making it into a show you're not guaranteed those seasons so they're like you got one season to make this happen and they're like damn okay do we do the slow rollout and get like the the comic book fans really satisfied because they know what's coming. But if we don't generate enough interest, then we may never even get to see that in the first place. So how do you find the right, um, just the right pacing to Mm -hmm. convey the story, make the comic book fans happy, but also tell enough to get new fans there. And I, I think that they did that like, there's still yeah. villains and heroes that I'm waiting on explanations for that. Mm. I'm just like, wait, Titan. who Titan, that, that, uh, that beast, um, lion dude, oh, who, that like, lion smacked dude. Up like a different dimension or something. Yeah, Cause he's like, I'm like, tired of being in this dimension. Yeah. yeah I, was pro- I was promised great warriors. <laughs> yeah. Bro. I was like, who is this dude? Like I thought he was going to be a gimmick and he straight mopped the floor with him. And right. I was like, okay, this is a problem. Like, so you have that, and then you have the other planet issue with that, uh, with that parasite. Right. Yeah. That the was parasite there. The Mars, on Mars speed up and right. And it's just like, yo, this, there's so many villains and heroes that are like coming out of the woodwork. Um, but then you have this main problem with Omni Man and Viltrum and, yeah. You know, we are led to believe that Viltrum is just this amazing utopia, but in the last episode, Omni Man lets us know exactly what what Viltrum is about. Yeah, yeah. No, Viltrum is is pretty much a war planet, you know, and um, obviously he he kept his secrets so he can keep his identity. And bro, Thanos know. wouldn't even have survived on Viltrum. <laughs> Thanos would have Thanos would have died on Viltrum, bro. Yeah. That's, how, that's how wild it is. And so I want to talk a little bit about just the cast. Um, maybe talk about you guys' favorite characters and um, obviously point out the main characters. Um, obviously, Steven Yeun is the man. The dude is all <laughs> over the place. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere. He's invincible. Yeah, he's been in The Walking Dead. He wasn't um, invincible in The Walking they Dead. Actually, <laughs> they actually... Yeah, no, he wasn't. <laughs> they actually... I think they wrote him into the comics. Um, and actually made it look like him in The Walking Dead, right? Which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. and then he's like in these A24 movies, and uh, he was in another movie, uh, Okaja, you know, so he's all over the place. I really he's definitely having a run, he's he's having yeah. a run this year, yeah. No, and I, I'm I mean, he, now he's on season two and three. Uh, we got J.K. Simmons as Omni Man, really great voice actor. <sighs> he stands out the most to me, not even just because he's Omni Man. But just his just his voice is the thing I love about his voice casting is that it's 
even though there's so much characteristics like in his voice, you could tell he's just very like there's a wall in front of Omni Man, like nothing faces him. Yeah, it's just weird to explain. He, he but... played it perfectly. He, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there probably was other people that were just as good, but the fact they got J.K. Simmons just tells you everything you need to know. Like mm-hmm. he is Omni Man type thing, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and we... I feel like when I well, if you look at like his movies, I feel like you get more of like animation, like a more animated yeah. person. He's in that one film Whiplash. About- Whiplash, yeah, and that right there is that's probably like an Omni Man type role where he just, he, he just fuck, he's like, an asshole. If, yeah. you, if you're not with it, you're, you're out of this classroom. Type it's of not thing. my tempo, yeah, and really, it was the tempo, but uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got the mom, Sandra O, oh, you know, she's bro, she has no superpowers, so dope. yeah, she, she's dope for doing this, show, bro. Like, yeah, for taking on that character. I mean, she's always been cool, I've always heard. Great things about her time in Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Um, um, my mom loves Grey's Anatomy, so I was forced to watch some Grey's Anatomy. And Sandra <laughs> Oh is probably my favorite character on the show just because she she's just a very well-rounded actress. Um, and I've seen her in some movies, but this is probably hands down my favorite role I've ever seen her in. Yeah. Um, and then we got Mark's girlfriend, Zazie Beetz. Um, at first, so I didn't, the thing that I love about Amazon Prime is while you're watching these episodes or each scene, if you just like go up, like just click up on or just pause it or whatever, it has this thing called X-ray and it'll tell you who's in the scene, mm-hmm. what song is playing in the scene, mm-hmm. um, you know, all that. And that's that's what I love because it's like, oh, I know who this is, but I don't know the name. So you just go honestly, it's one of it's the there. more it's one of the more top tier things that yeah. a streaming service has ever presented. Right. Because yeah. most people are just going to Shazam while they're watching. And well, for they it, won't Shazam even shows? do it. Or songs, you, you, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I feel like unless you're an avid Shazammer, you don't even think to do it. Like, there are yeah. times where, like, I just pause the show because I needed to pause it, and then it gives me information. I'm like, oh, it, wait. It just I, changes like, the way you view the whole show. You know? Is it a the whole experience? thing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if we have when we have another streaming wars, we're we're gonna need to start adding yeah, some nah. of some of these. This, bro, this is Amazon's like this is their they're coming out swinging with this show, bro. Amazon's sure. like we here now. Like this is it. There's a lot that Amazon is bringing to the table and has brought to the table for many years. So yeah, well, they, 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 they are a worthy. They are a worthy mm-hmm. opponent. For sure. Who plays Who plays Cecil? Uh, the actor I forget his name. Oh. review and can pull it up, but um, he's not like well, well known. No, he's he's not. I feel like I've seen him he's all the in, time. He's in um that one Tarantino movie with Samuel Jackson where he's a cowboy. Um, damn, the I hateful, forget the name. The hateful he, eight. He's in hateful yeah. eight. Um, he plays like. The one of the, I always see him on shows. Dudes. Yeah, yeah. I always see him on shows or on movies. He was in he, a. He was an Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, yeah he was. True. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, that guy. He's just one of those low key characters. Yeah, but Walton it's dope Goggins because like his see his his look doesn't fit Cecil, but his voice no. is perfect. Yeah, and, and the thing right. is like with. Like you hear the name. His name is Walton Goggins. You're like, who the hell is Walton Who's Goggins? Walton Goggins? You, know? <laughs> you look him up and you're like, oh, I love that guy. He's I love this show. Goggins. He's in this show. You you hear his voice and you're like, like that's the thing with this show. Even if you don't know the name, and th- I mean, they're recognizable names to some people, but to a lot of people, you know, 
Walton Goggins sounds like a nobody, but really he's mm-hmm. he's a, he's a really good voice actor. It's I, it's a such a great group of people who are dedicated. Mm-hmm. That's what right. it is. Like this isn't sloppy voice acting. Everyone is bringing their A game to Everybody's not only like, characters to life. Yeah, they're really bringing them to life. They're really owning them, and that it's just beautiful to see. I just want to know what the pitch meeting was for this show. I want to know who all was there and who was all look. These are the characters we want you to play. This is their backstory. This is and bro, like to they pitch definitely that to, had to I think they definitely had to read some of the comics too, you know. Well, just to pitch this show that's Maybe. brand new, that's not guaranteed a second, third season, now that it is, right? But beforehand, like Corgan Tessa's show, we're not sure if it's gonna fully work, but we strongly believe this, this, and this. These are how the comics go. Like it it's just crazy to think that this is the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. And these people are basically the originators of these characters, giving like bringing their voice. Like, yeah, and I'm sure life. that that was part of the pitch too, where it was like, you, this isn't like getting a DC movie or a Marvel movie where right. you may have to think about, like, oh, okay, this person has been portrayed before. So I might have to put my own spin on it. Like, they probably said, hey, this is IP that hasn't been done. So you can really own this. Yeah, yourself. Make it what you think it's going to be, and from then on, that's what it's going to be. Type. Mm-hmm. Thing. So it's cool. I mean, yeah, they definitely had. They not only got these actors because you know the, of their names and their voice acting capabilities, right. but of of what they can portray for that character, or what they can add to that character. You know, like uh, Rex Flow. We got Jason uh, Mantuzikis. Mantuzikis. That dude. He he's like been in good plays, parks and rec. He's like comedy, so it's like you want somebody to have that type of dirty comedy, and that's exactly what that actor brings, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what the character is is like dirty comedy, pretty much, or yeah. just um, you know, just has a, a big ego type thing. So it's mm-hmm. like you you want to get people that are as close to the character as possible, not only to portray what the the creators want, but also to add a little bit more flair to that character. Mm-hmm. So they're so they're remembered. You don't want just like, oh, that's a that's a really good name. Let's put it here. And then it just doesn't work out, you know? So exactly. You want to fit personalities as well. And and mm-hmm. I think they did a really good job at that. Absolutely. Um Absolutely. so I, I just want to say two of my favorite supporting characters. Obviously I was not expecting Mark Hamill to be art. Yeah. But I thought he was he, gonna be like a superhero or yeah, I thought it was gonna be yeah I thought it was gonna be like a villain because he was a joker. Yeah. And the fact that he, I couldn't even tell how his voice was. I was like, he's the goat. Um, <clears throat> but also, uh, Clancy Brown. You guys don't know who Clancy Brown is, Mr. Krabs. Is no he way. He's um. Oh my gosh! Why am I spacing out what character he is? He's the he's a demon detective. Oh, he's Damien Darkblood. Oh, you know what? I hear that's it now. hard. That's yeah, hard. I didn't, I didn't even realize it. I didn't realize that now. Yeah. Mr. Krabs, Mr. Krabs, bro. bro, that's crazy. That's he was also, he was also dope, bro. He was also in Shawshank Redemption. I barely found that out after like studying him up a little bit. He mm-hmm. was the he was the main guard in a uh, Shawshank Redemption. I was like, that's dude, crazy. he's been around for years. That's so crazy. Yeah, honestly, so one crazy. of my one of my favorite characters um, was the Mahler twins. They're so dope. Yes. I'm trying voiced uh, by the god himself. Yeah, uh, voiced by another guy who played as the Joker before. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, obviously one of these jokers has to be the villain. And I feel <laughs> like Mark Hamill, yeah, he played the Joker, but he's not 
you don't really always fit them in that villain role only when it matters right you know yeah, but the, the Mahler twins voice was perfect you know and he played two characters so mm-hmm. kevin a, kevin michael richardson yeah he yeah, is he also played the joker in the batman series that came out uh on i think it was the wb it was like it saturday night it was like but it wasn't that old though it was probably like 2000s late late 2000s mm-hmm. maybe mid 2000s yeah. i would say but that's well, a great batman show if anybody has seen if you haven't seen it watch that because like it's a fantastic batman I show i've seen some of it when at the time but very in depth very like kind of scary on the low like that joker <laughs> was like he wasn't menacing, playing more menacing than very very know? menacing very Chicken not hot. not for the games he wasn't he was more deranged and i'll never forget there was an episode where he became batman like that was like his way of <laughs> getting batman getting back at batman and like he did it so crazy like he was punishing people for like having 11 items in like a 10 item like line and like just straight like freezing them with with the little with the laughing gas and everything and like the way that they drew it it was kind of around that time when they were experimenting with that kind of like that dark um that dark animation the courage the cowardly dog Mm -hmm. and invader zim that kind of so it was creepy it was creepy great show i think the thing that I liked about the Mahler twins was that they were both brains and bronze. Yes. And right. You don't really get that. Ev- like you ever, get, re- yeah, you get really dumb, strong characters. Yeah. You, yeah. You dumb, yeah. strong characters or smart, wimpy mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that these two dudes probably, I don't know, I would say they're probably one of the smartest uh, in the, yeah, in, in the, the entire on, show on the planet, I think yep. on that planet, you know, robot is pretty smart, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can't really think of anybody else, but the Mahler twins really impressed me with that. You know, like the fact that they can hold their own and they can pretty much outsmart anybody. You know, they're cloning themselves. They they clone. They help clone a robot, which they help robot is a really cool plot line. Again, it's mm-hmm. it's a weird twist, but. You know, in the end, when it, like when it's all said and done, it's like okay, like that's that's kind of cool, actually. You know, I, yeah, I, I enjoy I, that. I mean, it really leaves room for just that gray area, that nuance, because there may be a time in later seasons if they stay on on majority on Earth, where the Mahler twins are going to need Robot's help, and Robot has to remember that the Mahler twins help helped him. Hmm. Also, yeah. you know, so there might be a time where. You know they might be able to call him out on that, but yeah. um, I just you know I think it, I think it was really really cool uh, that they had those sub that kind of like sl- sub plot the subplots sub- yeah the yeah. subplots were like the coolest part about the show and it was really well done from people that watched the sorry people that read the comics for what they shared with me um, they're basically saying it was done like really tasteful obviously just like any book. You want to be able to read in depth of everything when it gets converted to a movie, but obviously mm-hmm. you can't. But they touch base on the key points and they do really well. So that's that's ultimately like the best thing about it. Yeah. So another thing I wanted to talk about was the main plot line. I know there's a lot of side plot lines, but the main plot line is really going to drive obviously the next season um, from the way it ended, um, even you know the way it started. Even down to some of the subplot lines, like helping lead the next season. But I really want to talk more about Mark. And 
I guess his development into Invincible. Right. Um, in some instances, Mark kind of reminds me of Peter Parker. You know, like trying to discover his powers and then trying to do it on his own. But obviously, he has a dad who can who can teach him. But the whole love interest in the in the school thing, like it, like that's the best thing I can compare it to. At least just Mark Grayson, not Invincible, the character, but right. Mark Grayson and Peter Parker. <clears throat> the parallels were there for me. Um, and you know, just him trying to grow up and learn his powers and and be like, what am I? Who am I? Uh, he was, and not only that, like you would think because he's a Viltrum that he was strong, but he was getting his ass beat so much. So. You know, um, you guys want to touch on that a little bit, a little bit more of the plot? Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. Mike was, my mic was messed up, but um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was definitely trying to add more to what you were saying. Oh, I, I, I think I that <laughs> it's, it's crazy because he grew up as just a regular human being. You know, he got his powers at 18 or 17 or something like that. And he was getting beat up left and right. Like his dad, even though his dad is Omni Man, um, wasn't sure whether he would get powers, so he wasn't being trained to use them. And yeah. I think that the reality of what it means to have powers and to wield that kind of power was something he wasn't really prepared for. Yeah. So I yeah, like how they dive into force. that. Huh? Yeah. The, like the powers in him full force. It wasn't like. Yeah. You know how, like, when Spider-Man, it's like, okay, I can shoot web, mm-hmm. but he didn't really know how to shoot it properly type mm-hmm. thing. But here comes Mark, and he's like, all right, let me just fly. It should be it should be natural. He jumps out his window, and he flies, but then he gets too far into the atmosphere and mm-hmm. just drops down. It, you know, it that, was very appropriate. Was it, yeah, it was very appropriate on, like, what you would and wouldn't be able to do. It really established his power level. And was like, he's really, really powerful, but without any control, you're just a wildfire. Like, you're going to just keep going and you're not going to be able to stop until you burn yourself out or you break something or you break yourself. And that's really the reality of powers. You know, I I often think about if powers were real, there'd be a lot of people killing people just learning how to use them. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and they probably kill themselves learning how to use them. Like if you all of a sudden got firepower, you might just burn yourself or burn the city down just because you're trying to figure out how do I do this and how do I do it well? I picture Um, Skywalker trying to light a blunt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just burn the light up the whole light up the whole thing, man. Burn the whole house down. trying to cook a a quesadilla on his hand and and the the thing that i noticed too is when mark got his powers you know you would think omni man was going to be excited but he was just like are you sure you got them you know and that part i didn't understand at that moment until the last episode right he was waiting for him to get his powers because he didn't want to leave him behind knowing that Mm -hmm. that was his kin Mm -hmm. you know he just wasted 15 years to raise him or 18 years to raise him hoping that all right, this can be the one to help me mm-hmm. lead the the invasion in this planet. But you yeah. know, all that didn't seem to work out in the end. But uh, leading up to that, just it's like just, uh, just I quickly just want to touch on that because I think it's super nuanced. His mm-hmm. response, like his response, was like, "Okay, are you sure?" As in, 
one, from a dad perspective, are you sure you want to live this life? Mm-hmm. Because I haven't shown you how crazy this gets. Yeah, or what we're actually going or to do. Or what we're actually going to do. Two, um, this could be someone who can fight against me. Because mm-hmm. he comes from a place where mm-hmm. they fought against each other. So now he's like, okay, like this is someone who can fight against me. And I think the evidence of that was when he socked him for real. And like he he punched him and and it just knocked the wind out of him. And he was like, dad, like he automatically went back to being like a child of saying like, dad, why'd you hit me? And he's very conflicted because he's like, wait a minute, like I've gotten hit like this. And like I went and I hit back, you know, and like this is this is this that we come from. But I think he realized like I didn't I didn't train him to be that like i didn't i didn't raise him to be like that and i thought that he would just inherently get it but he doesn't so and i also think that there are glimpses of mark's true power like we haven't seen him really unleash oh he's tried to a couple times but always when it's too late yeah it reminds me of um i'm not sure if you guys play fallout but like when you take like the chems like the basically the their version of drugs slash power-ups in a game, you kind of like rage. That one scene when they're fighting um in that tower, like, you guys are fucking dead. It goes all crazy. Yeah. yeah. And at like, that Yo. point, he was already like beat the hell up, you know? Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're like, like Narik said, like if you don't know how to use your power, you're gonna burn yourself out. And that's exactly what happened in that scene. But mm-hmm. in that scene is what I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit. Mark feels like he can do everything on his own, not even because he knows he's a Viltramite, but just the sheer fact of him being young and not knowing that, you know, a team teamwork can can help you win these battles. You know, like mm-hmm. when he right. first fought that um, army of aliens that kept coming, that kept dying because uh, the time on Earth or whatever mm-hmm. was making them age. You know, I, obviously, Which I didn't inspire. know. I didn't know there was like a, another team of superheroes because I thought the Guardians mm-hmm. of the Globe was that was it. You know, once mm-hmm. they're dead, that was it. But then those got introduced. And and helped him, you know, and th- that showed him, look, we can do this together and we can win. But he didn't want to be a part of the new Guardians, the globe. And mm-hmm. it kept leading him to pretty much get beat up and even goes to show in that last thing, you know, him going up against his dad alone. It pretty much didn't end well because, you know, like the Guardians, of the globe tried to fight him, but obviously they weren't Viltrumites, so they lost. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at least Mark stood a chance on his own. So, you know, just imagine him with a team against Omni-Man. You know, I think they would have stood a better chance, you know, mm-hmm. just because Mark alone being a Viltramite pushes the odds a little bit more into their Yeah, favor. but Omni-Man would have dismantled them. Well, yeah, and, they had that blood stain in the in headquarters to show mm-hmm. what he did before. Yeah, and and they didn't really know and... It was just so crazy in the final season because we we were led to believe that like, okay, there had to have been something. Like yeah. maybe he was controlled. There's something that's happening. Maybe Robot did it because we saw that he was devious. We didn't know what was happening. And then finally he just tells Mark like, nah, fam, like it was all me. I did that. I did yeah. that. I did it. It was me. <laughs> and if you don't listen to me, I'm going to do this to you. And oh my goodness, Command- the last 50 bro. minutes of Mark getting his ass beat. 
And yeah. a, a whooping compared that I've the, never compared seen. Compared to the usual 20 minutes. Bruh, <laughs> I've never seen that. I've I've never seen it. I thought that I've imagined a lot when it comes to animated um, force, you know, like like the demonstration of force uh, in, yeah, in, from, from an animated perspective. And this had me on the floor. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. He smacked Honestly. this dude so hard. The, <laughs> like I like every hit. The craziest thing in that last episode to me is the trains, the subway scene. As soon the as subway they went scene to the subway, is wild, bro. As soon as they went to the subway, bro. I already knew what was gonna happen. It was crazy. And I was all I was thinking was like, how how crazy is it actually gonna be? And it was so crazy, you know, just seeing yeah. civilians just blow up pretty much mm-hmm. because of the sheer force of Omni-Man and Mark just standing between that train. Bruh, the punch that he did to send him to Chicago. Oh, the yeah. The, the, the fact all over that you the world. can hear. The, okay, I just got to shout out the sound design team because yeah. everything sounded phenomenal. Like he flew in and the sound was so appropriate on how much force was still being generated by the mm-hmm. time he got to Chicago that it oh man it's just so I love when there's just an appropriate amount of force and it makes you feel I yeah. felt every hit I felt everything that happened while I was yeah. watching it and that's just it's just well done yeah it was a crazy fight I wouldn't say it was the best fight obviously cuz you know Mark didn't really put up much of a fight um, Not at all. I think the I think the best fight was the immortal the second round when immortal, immortal came back one. when immortal came yeah. back yeah. yeah which also leads um you know obviously we know how the season ended and um there's gonna be there's a rebellion on the other side of the universe trying to fight Viltrumites and Mark is probably going to join them you know mm-hmm. whatever whatever they need they're there but going back to the Guardians of the Globe dying I don't think they're entirely ruled out. Simply off the fact that the Mahler twins are able to bring people back from the dead. I don't know how they do it, you know, but they brought back Immortal. They try to con- control him, and that failed terribly. Well, put it, put it this way, though. Immortal's brain was still intact. You yeah, know what I that's mean? That's true. And Red Rush is done. He's not Red Rush. Is yeah, done. Red Rush can't come back. <laughs> Red yeah, Rush yeah, is back. done. Um, the fish dude's done. Yeah, yes. the fish dude's done. Um, what's her name that took the little green pellet like she, oh, she yeah. was destroyed as yeah, well she's bro i don't know oh why she didn't phase i don't know that, i don't know it was like I, I don't, I don't she was just no, in okay. shock bro she was yeah. like oh gosh we might be able to get another mars dude because like he came from yeah. mars so we'll there get might war be war woman um we'll uh, get... war woman i mean she got her neck broke but like she could probably come back maybe yeah dark wing I, he was I splattered. It's over. Yeah, he was splattered. I can't remember yeah. how he died. And he he just seemed like he was a regular dude. He was like Batman. Like, he was Batman, basically. He didn't seem like he was going to be he, able to come back. Basically, Darkwing died because he he tried to j- like jump o- over him, and he just grabbed his leg and just... Fah! And it just splattered his it's brains over. all over the place. But yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah. It's done. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. So it's I do over. think a few, maybe not all, will come back and help yeah. Mark, you know? Simply because now the Mahler twins are back in custody. And just like that evil scientist working with them, I can totally see the Mahler twins working with uh, whatever Cecil, whatever organization that is. And Cecil is, he kind of has his own agenda too. Like he's trying to protect the planet. And this season, it seemed like that he's trying to like help Mark. 
But at the end of the day, I think that this has shaken Cecil up to the point where he's like, I have to make sure that I can defend myself against anybody who's willing to go rogue. Because if Omni-Man is willing to go rogue and he's not dead, Omni-Man just flew off. Yeah, he just left, which is unheard of from what Seth Rogen's character. Exactly. You know, so it's like we have this expanding universe that's going to happen. And we have all of the threats that are building up on Earth. And Mark doesn't have anybody to train him. So I feel like that he's going to join the team. Yeah, I um, think so too. Because he needs some sort of training. He needs to be able to start to hone his powers. And if his dad isn't going to be around, either Cecil's going to teach him or the new guardians of the globe are going to, I think the mom alone, you know, she even said it to Omni man. Like I taught you how to be a superhero. Like what makes you think I can't teach my own son to be a superhero, Mm, you know? So it'll be, it'll be the mom. Um, it'll be the, the new guardians of the globe. Um, it, it, they even demonstrated, you know, when they're training in their facility teamwork, you know, they get the job done as when they're not working together, it's like everything is going wrong. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be the culmination of those two. Um, obviously, Cecil just wants to control Mark so that way he doesn't turn on the planet. But right. I think Mark alone knows, you know, from being raised as a human for 18 years until getting his powers he he knew what it was like to be nothing before he was invincible so that alone will change him unlike omni-man who has been alive for thousands of years going planet to planet trying to take over you know he 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 has no remorse anymore you know but mark is still young and and like omni-man said he's going to be alive for thousands of years so i think mark (laughs) <laughs> we'll probably end up on the better side of things. Bro, he said, what's another 18 years? Yeah. Not Fam, only that. He, he called not his only mom that. a pet. Yes. Bro, Fam. he said, I love your mom. The way yeah. I love a pet. Yeah, I mean, Yo, that's what like she, that's what you but, say when you're from a warmongering planet. He was for, just like, but she's years. like, she, but, but she's like a pet to me. I was like, fam. Yo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the ruthlessness. Crazy, Omni-Man was a menace. He can't be, he can't keep getting away with this. He will. At least it's crazy. We'll see. See, he was so, like, think, so, think, Mark. Think. Yo, and the meme, this show, 10 out of 10, bro. Yeah, from the meme, meme is everywhere. From the meme, from the writing to the voice yeah. casting, the soundtrack, this show is a 10 out of 10, bro. And I can't yeah. wait for so, season two and three. So before we close things off, I do want to talk predictions on the next season. Um, what do you guys predict? I guess couldn't happen or Viltrumite's fucking up everybody. That's what's gonna happen. The villains are gonna win. Yeah, because like the alien himself said, like, why did he leave the planet? You know, and I think he left the planet, obviously. He couldn't control it while every minute, you know, his son is trying to fight him. You know, you can't you're distracted the whole time. You can't do what you want to do when there's another Viltrumite on the planet trying to trying to help you. So I no, think you yeah, he probably yeah, you, you I, have to kill the other Viltramite. And I think what's going to happen is he's probably going to bring back up or the whole second season is going to be, you know, half on Earth, half on Viltrum. And then in season three, Viltrumites will probably come to Earth and finally do what they need to do. That's what I think is going to happen simply because there is two more seasons confirmed. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll try to drag it out until then. Um, but I yeah. think that for for me, I feel like that um mark is learning that the universe is large um so 
I think that he's the, the what's coming next, at least with Omni Man, um, with Omni Man's backstory or him saying like this is what Viltrum was really like. Right. The the Viltrumites that they showed were some of them were older than him. So yeah. if you get stronger when you're older, I don't think they are gone. Yeah. So if they are conquering other planets, Omni Man is. And I and I don't think Omni Man is necessarily going to go and get reinforcements because he could have killed Mark. Right. It's because just that Omni Man is struggling. He's really struggling with like, yo, damn it, I actually love this kid. Yeah, yeah. At the and, end of the day, he, I think Mark is his first offspring. You know, he's like, I've been doing this for a thousand years, but I think that's his actual first offspring. So that's yeah, probably why. I think so too. And he has this this heart that he's was supposed to have so he really needs to figure himself out and he ruined his reputation so if he goes back to earth you know mark is gonna have to fight him just off just on site so but i don't think that he can go to viltrum either because viltrum is going to be like you abandon your planet we're gonna kill you now and i think that there are other people on viltrum that are more powerful than him so ultimately i think that the second season we're going to see a redemption arc for Omni-Man. And then we're going to see Mark um, really come into his own as a superhero as like a looming threat is coming. You yeah, know, I, I think it's going to be like a Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker type thing, you know, where it's like yeah. he's evil. And then one moment he's like, you know, I can't do this. this well, there's this there's is, no way. There's I'm going to no sacrifice way myself comes back. There's I no think, way I'm. Well, there's no way he comes back and and everybody on Earth is just like, all right, now it's cool. The only way that they can that they can feel that way is if there's a bigger threat that's on Earth now. That's hard though. I think the biggest threat is any Viltrumite, but any Viltrumite, but they have like they they probably have, I don't know, hundreds, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a non, I haven't read the comic book, so obviously there's probably so much that us uh casuals don't know about but you know i i think this show is going in a good direction you know um i would like to see the budget get a little higher so the animation oh it is be a little bit cleaner so you know that's just one thing but yeah i I think it will be um real quick just want to shout out to the creators uh robert kirkman ryan otley and Corey walker um, you guys have made a wonderful, wonderful piece of IP oh, yeah. that's very exciting, very cool. Um, I just shout out to Seth Rogen is also an executive producer. That's cool. Who? Seth Rogen is also an oh, Seth Rogen. alien. Yeah. Shout out <laughs> Seth Rogen. And just shout out Amazon Prime for taking yeah. a chance on this, putting the money behind it and saying, run with it, guys. Dude, it, it felt like a show that wasn't restricted in any sort of way. That is true. And I, I appreciate I that. I appreciate shows that will that will just Did let him go. Pull any punches. <laughs> Don't pull any punches. Let you know. Yeah. Take us there. And I just want to point out they definitely after, did. After every invincible episode, they suggest to watch the boys. So yeah. Do that as you will. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch the I boys mean, too. Amazon has some good titles, you know. There's yes. not several, but there is a good amount. But before we go, what do you guys rate the first season of Invincible? I said ten out of ten. I'm sticking with it. 10 out of 10. I'll go seven. Mainly hello? Mainly because of the animation. No, that's, no, that's man. I, animation is great. 
I just, I mean, the animation is good, but just in some scenes, you know, like I want more, more character, not actual characters in the background, but more like, okay, that looks realistic in the background. But that's just me being a little picky. I guess I'll give it an eight, but no, you can't still, take it back now. It's still, the, it's still the animation for me. Mm. That was that was one of the reasons why I took a little long to watch the show. Think, Mike. Ooh. Think. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but Thank that's you. just me. Thank you, sincere. That's just me. Just as a disclaimer to all of our viewers, Skywalker Mike is not a big fan of animation in general. So yeah, take not. his opinion just, with just a depends. grain of salt. There's not enough horror in this show. There's not enough horror. Oh, there's there's horror. horror. <laughs> but it's not <laughs> Skywalker's horror. horror. No, yeah, yeah. it is. All right, you guys. All right, well, yo. That was that was our recap. Of Invincible season one. We want to hear yours. It. Go rewatch the show and then go back, listen to this again, you know, just, just because, uh, just because we said so. I watched the um, season twice. <laughs> I haven't seen it again, but I will see it again. Um, thank you to Productive Culture. If you would like to start a podcast, go to productiveculture.com backslash podcast and they will hook you up and hook us up as well. So go hey. do that. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Peace. All right, y'all. Peace.